0: Toronto to the world. Josh! 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 This is Josh Holiday Live. Talk that rocks. The public needs to be informed.
1: Josh may surprise us.
0: Got an opinion? Dial 647 yo josh When you hear him, you're like, what? Josh Holiday Live starts no now.
1: Good day. Is what I assume they would say at the beginning of a Australian radio show. Good day, mate. Please hold your applause to the end of the show. Is all I ask. We're live. It's Friday afternoon, the 21st of April already. My god. That's crazy, Brett's here. Hello, sir. Good afternoon, Canada. This week, you're in the great state of Texas. Indeed, I am. Indeed, I am. The great city
0: of Dallas
1: and Fort Worth, the the very popular airport.
0: Yeah, for that reason, for that area.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Uh, I I'm not really an addictive person. I'm definitely addicted to caffeine, but Mm -hmm. I've recently discovered, or maybe I've come to realize that. I have an addiction to kettle corn. Oh. <laughs> you know kettle corn? It's like sure. yeah. It's kind of it's it's salty but it's lightly sweet. Yes. Um and I it's not to the point where I go and buy it all the time, but <laughs> once I once I, I buy it or it's in a house, I can't stop eating it. It just sort of I, I put the bag down I put it in a bowl and then i put the bag away and then with the bowl's done i'm like no i can't i can't stop eating this damn stuff yeah. um so i'm it's a mild addiction and it's i i don't think i'm going to need any kind of intervention or anything i think it's just a matter of don't buy that stuff
0: that'd be a rough intervention <laughs> you know? yeah if if the popcorn was like the real thing. I feel like the interventionists need to spend their time with people who are truly in need. Yeah. And so yeah. Your if your addiction to kettle corn has affected
1: me in the following ways. Yeah. You've been distant, and I need to yeah. it's either the kettle corn or us your family.
0: <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. I mean kettle corn for a long time you had to find it out. It wasn't just available at the grocery store. You had to be at a county fair, yeah. State fair. Some kind of holiday in the park scenario, where uh, other places where hot chocolate was available for public sale. Well, now it's usually. yeah, now now it's kind of moved into the gourmet popcorn
1: category. It's you know you have this yeah. the fancy Those brands with their kettle corn coming yes, out. Yes,
0: the kettle has like you know shoehorned its way into the mainstream. When which we is were, fine. I think it tastes it's delicious. Now
1: is this a I don't know if this is a Canadian thing or 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 North American thing, but when you were a child, did they have Pink popcorn. Never. Wow. Okay, because that was a big part of a lot of Canadian uh, childhoods. It was basically, uh, I think it was like something, it had elephants on the outside and it was it, you would open up, and the pop- popcorn was pink, but it was basically sweet popcorn. It was coated in some kind of, like, candy or stuff. Yeah, red, red dye number three, no doubt. Probably, yeah. And it yeah, probably it's caused late-life brain yeah. issues for me. Sure. <laughs> but it was, like, all the time we would get it. Um, now, at one point, I think I stopped eating it, but not because I didn't like it anymore, but something happened. Uh, we used to get it... Uh, we had a, a cottage on a lake... Uh, our family did uh, uh, about an hour and a half north of the city. And there was a little store in the marina that every time we went there, we get a box of pink popcorn. And it also had a prize inside. So that was part of the draw, too. There's like little, little oh, yeah. toys or whatever inside. But the, the sugar was, was part of it. Um, but the problem with this, uh, this marina store is that it was seasonal. It would uh, be open basically, you know, June, July, August, and and basically till Labor Day. And what I think happened is they didn't refresh the pink popcorn. So I think one year we opened it up, and there's like it was either mealworms or a moth or something in it, and that was sort of the the uh oh, we can't eat this for a while, <laughs> pink popcorn. And then the other sweet popcorn experience I had, which was weird. When we were uh, maybe like twelve or thirteen, our family went on a trip to to England, and we mm-hmm. went to a theater, like a movie theater there, and it wasn't all like double buttered popcorn. They had like sugared popcorn, and and, and like, in terms of having it at a theater, it was a weird experience because you're so used to like doubling up that butter and and uh, having right. a soggy pop.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, of all the things to become the dominant force in a movie theater, that's one of the noisiest foods. I mean, only potato chips would be noisier than popcorn, right? It does have a crunch to it. And maybe the butter muffles it because it makes it soggy. So it takes. Yes. (laughs) The butter muffles the crunch somewhere. There's a guy looking for a slogan. And they're used to. I, I don't think I've been to
1: a movie theater lately where it's been real butter. There were some some movie theaters that held out for a while and they were like offering the the actual real butter on their popcorn. and you'd ask to get it put halfway and then on top. But now I think they've all just kind of gone in for the
0: hot topping butter. It seems like it's in a pump. Yeah, and uh, now I see in some places there. I feel like the pump is available to the general public to augment the amount you get from the vendor.
1: Well, and that tells you it's not real butter because it's obviously very cheap.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it would be if it was real butter. It would not be liquid.
1: Well, butter melts, so it it can come in a liquid form. Uh,
0: yeah i hear you but it's not being kept in a warm vat to keep it, a, it in liquid state you're, no, you're just it's just a room temperature product at that point all right that's i true. think uh you just solved a riddle for me that i had never realized i'd never understood that i was dealing with a fake butter product oil basically oil yeah sure <laughs> salty oil yeah uh
1: but yeah the joys of popcorn <laughs> uh now this is i i i want you to do this as homework because you're not really a, a, a hockey fan, mm-hmm. and you've, I'm sure you've seen highlights here and there. Have you been to a live hockey game ever? I have. Oh, okay. So you ha- you've yeah. actually been to live hockey. As sort of a casual hockey fan, I encourage you to watch just one game of playoff hockey. Because it's, it's weird how different and how much more intense and how much uh, more exciting playoff
0: hockey is than just regular all-season hockey. Yeah, I do see that the the score of the last Stars Wild game got, I mean, a cumulative 10 points, which is riveting in hockey. That's a that's lot. A lot for, of for a hockey game, that's Seven a lot. Three,
1: that's a lot. I, and I think it's happening more and more because the Leafs game uh, last night was 7-2, and then the other night, the first game of the playoffs, it was a disaster here. Because this city, um, it's hard to explain to someone who doesn't live here how much this city lives and dies by the Toronto Maple Leafs like it, it, it when it. they're in their playoffs it, it basically takes over the city and the city's psych is determined by how well the Leafs do and the first game they came out and played like crap like like it was embarrassing uh it, they got their asses whooped and it was just a, an embarrassment all around for a team that was expected to to do good things in the playoffs so for two days because there's a day well, a day between games the city was like oh like every newspaper every online thing everyone was all like what is wrong with this damn team because we're so used to being disappointed by them every year that the city was like oh god not again! this is going to happen again isn't it we're, we're but the good thing is they came out last night and uh dominate so we'll, we'll see if they can carry that through and have more than one game of of domination but i do i do say watch if you get a chance a, a playoff game uh, of your choosing,
0: and and it you you sort of yeah. get a sense of of hockey at its its most fun to watch level. I, I may as well invest in it now because it is the playoffs, and the stars yeah. are playing, and here they are in a series tied one to one with a game tonight and a game on Sunday. So fine, I will do attempt it. to do this. Do it, yeah. Uh,
1: another fun game to watch is the Bruins and the Florida Panthers. That's a very is, hard here's what. Series. Here's what. I
0: mean. Now it makes sense to me that the city would be wild for the Maple Leafs. It's the Canadian game, in my opinion. Yeah, it is a game that is uh, foreign to me. In in not just because I'm from the states, but because I am from the South. We don't have ice rinks.
1: Oh, well, yeah, we have don't a few. have
0: iced up ponds <laughs> to go in and dream about. Fame and glory in the NHL or even in junior... Now, they do have junior hockey leagues now. Yeah. So, like, you know, millennial children of Dallas probably did play hockey, some of them. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, it's just one of those things where, I mean, it's so funny that this league expanded and it's like, oh, yeah, now we're playing Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and the, with that. the fact that there's two...
1: There's two franchises in the state of Florida. There's Tampa Bay and the Florida Panthers. In California, there's three franchises, the Ducks, the yeah. Kings, and uh, the the Sharks. So they they yeah. de- definitely have a presence. And I will say this. I think part of the change was when Gretzky went from the Edmonton Oilers to the Los Angeles Kings. Truly. I, th- I think he brought hockey to the really Southerners.
0: Yeah, it really. He was such a big deal, and the L.A. Kings were actually kind of like suddenly part of the NHL. I think in a way they had not been before. Yeah. Well, the culturally, weird, I would argue. What's
1: yeah. What's interesting is on this Maple Leafs team, the the second or third best player in the world, Austin Matthews, uh, he is uh, from Arizona. Uh, he has a wow. his Hispanic mother and uh, a. a I guess Caucasian fa- father, but he's from Arizona. And then there's a new guy, a new uh, uh, a rookie who's been thrown in the playoffs, and he also is from uh, Arizona. So, so there is uh, kids in the South are starting to discover yeah. it, and I think it's it's usually probably around NHL franchises where you know kids will become fans, and they're like, "How can I get involved?"
0: Yeah, and I mean, when when you when the NHL franchise comes to town, you end up with a you know a practice rink yeah and and junior leagues that's true immediately yeah
1: um the uh the though we can look at the other side of things Arizona the the Phoenix uh, Coyotes or the Arizona Coyotes as they're, they're now called uh they are the one example that seems to continue to struggle the, the first arena they had was basically a hockey rink crammed into uh, a a purpose built basketball arena, so the seating was really bad for hockey. Mm. And then they they had some kind of uh, arena de- deal fall through, and they're I, I think they're trying to build a new arena, but but it's a struggle. So this season they are playing in something called Mullet Arena, which is the uh, Arizona University's uh, rink, which seats about six six thousand people. Uh, okay. So that's sort of. Um, a caution a a cautionary tale for some southern hockey franchises mullet arena the party
0: in the back party in the back arena in the front yeah Yeah. okay
1: yeah so um that yeah i i haven't watched any games well actually i have watched a game that took place there you can't really tell on tv so much because they're mostly focused on the ice but uh i imagine for for fans it would be a great experience seeing a, a nhl team play in that small venue but yeah so yeah, so the Leafs are in a best of seven with with Tampa Bay Lightning. They uh, play a game on Saturday night and I have a bit of a dilemma because during the year, I, I play in a hockey league that plays on Saturday nights and in almost every Saturday night in in Toronto, the Leafs have a have a game. So I do my best to avoid the scores when I go to the rank, but it's hard when you're around people playing hockey in dressing rooms to avoid hearing the score of the Leafs game. But I manage, and the team knows not to talk about it, I've told them. But for a playoff game, it's incredibly hard. And it's also, um, it's really, like, it's so exciting. I still want to watch the Leafs playoff game. And I have a, a, a for the first basically hour of the Leafs game, I have a basically elimination game, do or die final. Our team's in the, the final of our league in the top division. If we win this weekend, we win the championship. And so it's the last game. And uh, so I have to, I have to sacrifice watching that first period. And I know I'm going to hear the score, so I can't really tape it, but
0: it's such, peculiar such that there would be that kind of uh, league where it would conflict with playoff hockey at the NHL level. It. It is you can't really predict it because it's scheduled so far in
1: advance, and then you you know the playoff I games know. get scheduled late late, so you right. just have to deal with it, and it is what it is. Uh, last week uh, we, we were talking about um, how when I when I drink I don't drink very much anymore at all, but when I when I w- would drink in, in university and stuff, I I said yeah when I get drinking I get lugubrious, which. Uh, is not what I th- thought it meant. I thought it meant kind of chatty and like like looser, but it actually is sad and mournful, which, oh, indeed, which yes. would probably have turned me off alcohol. Are um, you also a sad drunk? No, you're just chatty. I think maybe the word I was looking for is loquacious because that's well, very like, chatty and yeah. talkative. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one correction, lugubrious. And then w- I, I had to look this up because I remember we were talking about red light cameras and how... Um. You didn't like them because uh, it meant drivers would like squeal to a stop to avoid going through the red light, and and if yes. you were behind them, it would cause yeah. issues. It
0: would induce rear end collisions. They're very dangerous.
1: And I said, "Oh, in France, there was a, a lady where she stopped to let some ducks cross the road, and and she got rear ended. The people died." Well, I Gosh. dig. I dug into the story. It's not France, but it's Quebec, so it's French. Um, mm. and this was much more uh, idiotic, I guess, than than just sort of stopping hard to let some animals cross the road. She was on a highway. She saw some ducks in the median. She stopped her car in the passing lane, got out of the car to go help the ducks, and a couple oh. on a motorcycle ran into the back of her car full speed. Um, and they died, and so she was charged... Uh, with uh, what did she get charged with? Um,
0: Reckless endangerment. Yeah, there it is. And uh, there's a piece is that of that what it was? I think so. That's just me guessing. That's what I would charge her with if I was
1: an amateur uh, DA, I guess. Yeah, so she was sentenced to uh, 90 days in jail, served on weekends, three years probation, 240 hours of community service, and a 10 year driving ban.
0: Oh my gosh, uh, that's a year of weekends
1: gone.
0: Criminal negligence rough. causing death. And to, oh my to, gosh, you got to report to jail on the weekend. Give me 90 straight days. Yeah, it's sort of, yeah, I just get it over with. Um, now, one thing I was going to ask you about,
1: because we were talking about uh, red light cameras and, and, and not getting caught at red lights, uh, do you have at your intersections numerical countdowns for the pedestrians? Sometimes, yeah. Because that's sort of has people divided a little bit i mean it's not a big topic of conversation but i feel it puts the the decisions in the driver's hands because you can kind of see when the when the red light's going to come and you if you see there's like seven seconds left okay i better like slow her down and come to a stop or 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 in some cases you're like oh shit, there's only three seconds i'm going to speed it right up and jam through that intersection uh but at least the 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 choice is in your hands. The control is in your hands. There's no mystery of, of like all of a sudden
0: yellow. Oh, my God. You know, I've paid no attention to the countdown for the pedestrians while I'm driving. Only ever as a pedestrian. Oh, I do it as I'm driving. I sort of use it to time the lights. If
1: I see, if I'm like fi- like 500 feet away from the intersection I see there's like 10 seconds left, instead of like driving at my speed, I just kind of like let off the gas and drift to a slow stop. Um, it's I find it handy. It sounds like you're
0: using it for good
1: yeah not evil <laughs> <laughs> yes. well i will also if i see that it's going to change soon and i'm close i i do put it on the gas but it just it, it at yeah, least gives on you on through yeah it gives you that control and that knowledge there's no mystery to the light all of a sudden changing yellow you have although i guess you could sort semi-time it by the the flashing hand when it stops you know when uh, maybe not though because it just goes hard when it goes yellow that's uh, true yeah anyway That's that. Uh, I wanted to mention this because we talked about a lady jogging uh, a couple of weeks ago and how she, rather than than go off her pace and ruin her her record, she pooped her pants as she was uh, in this marathon.
0: Yeah, she wasn't just jogging. She was in a marathon... Yeah, yeah, it wasn't just not kind of stop to go to the bathroom because she had a personal best time. Yeah, she wasn't going to stop. Nothing to achieve. Yeah. So she pooped, pooped her pants. Well, I saw. Well, but Wasn't she equipped with an actual receptacle? No, no.
1: Just, oh, she just went just and just her, fell
0: out the, the, the shorts or whatever. It
1: might have got trapped because I think she might have been wearing those tight shorts, but.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. But, okay. Please continue.
1: Okay, so I just I just saw a video. Uh, I guess it was like a, a closed caption uh, TV camera, and this guy, Full oh, circuit, yeah, okay. who's who's in? I guess he's in a marathon, but he comes behind some trees that are on someone's front lawn. So oh, he, so he's blocked from the road. So he yeah. comes around the trees and squats and takes a takes a deuce on the uh, on the lawn of this house, and he's caught on the CCTV. And then I even see they even see a guy coming up to like tell him off, and uh, yeah, apparently he was in the middle of a marathon and and uh, he he went through the bushes to take a take a deuce on someone's lawn.
0: How lap. this has to, you know I I've never contemplated the fact that a twenty six mile run would definitely require a pit stop uh, to go to the bathroom, Yeah. and that maybe some people are unwilling to do that. Yeah,
1: well, and and I imagine in a, in a twenty you know twenty six what is it, 26 miles? Yeah, uh, 26.2, I believe. There's not going to be a, a lot of facilities probably along the way. Maybe they put porta-potties up. I I, yeah, I, I don't yeah, have any experience doing marathons, but, yeah, who knows. Um, your state um, experienced something interesting uh, uh, this past week, a bit of an, a, an explosion and uh, a bad week for uh, – uh, i guess the world's most richest douche we'll talk about him in just a sec
0: you all know that thing you use to send text yeah! it also works for actual mouth talking get in on the conversation now punch 647-6yo josh to be heard talk that rocks josh holiday live
1: Back on the program live six four seven six yo Josh. If you have an opinion you would like to opine, agree, disagree, just uh, need someone to chat to because you're lonely. You can call us. Brett's here. Hello, sir. Uh, So there's a big rocket explosion in your in the state you're currently in. Yeah, Um, SpaceX uh, Elon's project uh, went up in flames. A yes, uh,
0: well, the how, biggest rocket
1: ever. It seemed like. Now, what did they they describe it as a un, unanticipated or unscheduled disassembly?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think they. Well, it started spinning, so they had to, you know, press the uh, auto destruct button, ah, lest it should destroy a a local neighborhood. Uh, well, yeah, lest that it turned, you know, down and goes spiraling out of control towards towards humans. Yeah, right. Okay. So that was one
1: thing that, that 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 Elon Musk was involved with this week. Now you're not on Twitter, and I I kind of consider you lucky because once you're in, it's sort of hard to escape because you do this doom scrolling
0: and you yeah do stuff that I got makes you on angry. It, and it just wasn't clear to me how I needed to interact with it, so I gave up. Yeah, I I used it sort of as an aggregator of
1: news organizations and people whose opinion I wanted to hear, but the algorithm also spins up stuff from people you don't really care about don't want to hear from and it just kind of makes you you angry but what's happened recently uh is in desperation uh, elon musk has, has started playing around with the verification check marks so for a long time people just got blue check marks because they were notable in some way they had a lot of followers or Or they want, essentially, Twitter want to prevent confusion and and verify that these are the actual people you're talking to and not someone impersonating. Then, to try and make money, because uh, Twitter was losing so much, uh, he decided to offer uh, the blue checkmark option, which everyone says is $8 a month, but most Uh, people... I thought it was just $8. It's $8 a month. A month, yeah. But huh. most people are paying more because if you get it through the Apple Store or Google Play, I think it's $11 a month because they take their cut. So you can get it over $8 a month, but you have to actually sign up through the Twitter itself and not through, through the app. So a lot of people are paying more. And so what that did, it, it kind of devalued a lot of the verified blue check marks and you could kind of click on the on the check mark and see this person has paid for twitter and so people got called out for being idiots for for paying for twitter and then he changed it so that you couldn't tell the difference if you clicked on the blue check mark and then finally uh in the last day or two he decided to only give blue check marks to people who continue to pay for the subscription and that's actually done a favor to a lot of people because now if you see someone with a blue check mark, you can block them or delete them because they're morons uh, paying for this. Although he has uh, Elon Musk has said, oh, he's paying for a few uh, celebrity people to keep keep that check check mark. But
0: oh, he's yeah, he he funds you know some of his his buddies, I guess. He, yeah, but they a lot of them are kind of like, well, I don't.
1: If, i don't want the blue check mark but he's he's giving it to the many anyway but essentially uh is just a free-for-all and and but you can tell now who the losers are by looking for that blue check mark which is yeah, hand, i mean handy. you
0: know i guess it's too bad you know who knew he was going to run this company into the ground oh i mean most <laughs> yeah, who people, could have guessed? I think who were conscientious observers knew but uh you know apparently not him or his fans well he's that's sort of I mean if you look at his history that's what happens he
1: he he makes things fail and he's uh yeah and he's turning into kind of a, a right-wing cesspool as well but that's a whole other whole other story loser central um, on the topic of all things digital um, there's a new actual mental disorder it's been it's been put into the diagnostic and statistical manual on mental okay. disorders uh, digital hoarding. And hmm. it's described as a subtype of hoarding disorder as one that involves the collection of and difficulty parting with excessive amounts of digital material. And they say it's a, a growing concern. Uh, here are some of the stats. The average person has at least 40 apps installed on their phone, but uses less than 50% of them. I That's true of me. I think I use probably like five apps and I have... Pages of them. Uh, millions of people have inboxes with more than a thousand unread emails. Huh. I. But, I mean, what are we supposed to do? Get rid of the emails so they don't take up space. I. I've always found it weird because there's people who talk about like organizational people who talk about um, um, like email zero where they have nothing in there in their bot they they are able to go through and make sure nothing's in there don't you just keep it as a I, record of
0: past I, that's you know that's what i like do contact info and stuff that you know i mean it just seems to me like it's just a you know you you, just, you have especially the gmail or yahoo inbox you just leave it yeah that's what i do um although i've had to
1: because because now the the, like your apples and your gmails are, are you wise to the, the threshold so they, they yeah they charge you for some extra space and yeah uh, that's that's mostly pictures and videos not well, emails that, and that's yeah. the thing you can go through and search your email by attachments and then just delete all the emails that had giant
0: attachments and free Fair, up, up yes. a lot of space um i was hoping digital hoarding was not going to be like oh look i got 40 tabs open that would be my form of hoarding yeah, because I can't get down below like three or four. I gotta have a minimum number of tabs open on on every desktop. But that's te- that's temporary.
1: Sixty um, percent of people never delete any pictures or videos from any of their digital devices. Uh, I'm How say- are we coming up with the stat? I don't know. I guess they survey people. I, I'm the same. Okay. I, but I keep most of this stuff on there. I rarely go through and like, ah, hey, I don't want that. Don't want that until okay. until my phone or my device is like, yeah, you better get rid of some of this stuff.
0: They just keep paying for the additional, you know, space there. It, yeah. So it's it's a lot like having a storage unit on your phone.
1: Well, the funny thing is, I I went um, way back. I don't know why. I think maybe I was cleaning out cleaning out the email to to make some space, but. I went back to way near the beginning of email. It was kind of neat to see that year in review of what was happening in my life at that time, just by going, sure. kind of scanning through my inbox of that time, saying, "Oh yeah, that's when I was working there," and "Oh, oh yeah, cool. that happened," and I was that person was in my life, and it's kind of like an archive of your life there. Indeed, um, but yeah, apparently they're they're making it a problem, and and uh, but I, I it's. I don't think it's nearly as severe as, I don't, as I, a, know, a physical hoard. Even hoarder. though there's digital clutter, yeah. I don't think I'm actually hoarding it. No, I just don't clean it up. Well, th- here, I found another article where they uh, break it down into four types of digital hoarding. And let's we'll see if we can, f- we can figure out where we...
0: The f- internet itself is a hoard.
1: It's a hoard. Of it's our collective hoard. It's, the, it's this collective consciousness of hoarded information. Yeah. Okay. So here's four types of digital hoarders: uh, anxious hoarders. Do you <laughs> do you do you, <laughs> do you bookmark hundreds of pages or save old emails just in case you use uh, you may use them in the future? I bookmark it so I can close the tab. Yeah, same deal. Participants are anxious to preserve information that might become important at some future point in sure. time, so they keep everything. Uh, accidental hoarders. I think I'm more in in this category. Uh is your inbox always overflowing because you just don't know how to manage it? You might be an accidental hoarder, also called disengaged or disorganized hoarders. Uh they don't intentionally save unnecessary data. They just don't know how to organize it. Um so I I, I think I'm in that I just like I don't really partly I don't I care. Mean, I
0: could theoretically check both of these first two boxes, but please continue. Yeah. Uh compliance hoarders. I'm not
1: one of these. Uh are you saving all of your work files because your boss says it's imp- important? You may be a compliance hoarder.
0: Mm, in no. some
1: cases, the I think you, government uh, employees sometimes are forced to be compliance ho- hoarders based on the law, especially if you're yeah, in politics. Yeah, but I mean,
0: that's not that again. That is not a, a that's not hoarding. They are saving <laughs> vital yeah. records of actual business of public matter and import. Uh, now here's the weirdest one:
1: uh, organized hoarders. Do you have an intricate system of saving all the information you find interesting or useful? You may be an organized hoarder.
0: Also called this to- is a contradiction in terms. Yeah,
1: you're you're not hoarding because you're organizing it. Yeah, I, I was. I think hoarding online or whatever is generally just being disorganized and. Um, I guess the main one is is not wanting to let go of stuff. Thinking, you know, when we
0: here's what hap- here's how we'll know if this is real. If they put it on television, then I will accept it as an actual <laughs> diagnosis. <laughs> before that, that, if we're not walking through a digital horde, then I feel like it's just you know what it is? It's an extra uh external hard drive sitting on a shelf. I have That's that. That's all it is. I
1: have that I've done that before where I've uh saved an old old like computer on a hard drive.
0: Yeah, it's just a backup.
1: But I then, got a hard drive sitting around. Okay, but then I, I go know. to the hoarder. I or went to, sitting there. I went to the hard drive, and it was uh, it was I couldn't recover it. And then at some point, I realized, well, I I guess it, I really haven't had a need for it. Although I'm sure there's stuff on there that, if I looked, I'd be like, oh shoot. Yeah, it's like I what did I think was funny in 1998? Here it is. Yeah. When I had a I, I had a like a flood, and I mentioned this recently in my storage locker, and I have a bunch of like books and stuff stored there, and I went into the bin. I'm like. There's a lot of books in here that I I find interesting and I, I could share with friends, but will I ever have the time to find the friends that want it and will I ever read them again? I'm, like, I'm not going to. Yeah. But, but, so why are they, they taking up space in my, my locker? I don't know.
0: The proportion of anyone's friends that are reading books is constantly dwindling. Yeah, that's
1: true. <laughs> um, work, Yeah, we kind of, I think you and I both sort of... Um, have a bit of an alternative work lifestyle. We're not like go to the office every day. Fair, uh, but um, for people who do go to to work on a daily basis or have that nine to five or or that you know that type of job, uh, a lot of people assume that the biggest perk you could give your employees is is the four day work week. So every every weekend is a long weekend. Uh, they did a poll though a thousand workers in the u.s and according to the poll the majority of employees don't care about the four-day work week uh those older than 26 showed more interest in that than the younger workers but still only about 25 percent said they prefer a long weekend every weekend uh what do they want uh top five paid health care so this is definitely an american survey because yeah uh life insurance again
0: yeah yeah they got us over a barrel brother that's yeah, the-
1: <laughs> yeah so the, those are here uh pension and retirement plans right b- mandatory time off and mental health assistance so a lot of those are healthcare things that right yeah what what Americans like Americans don't want a 4-day work week what they want <laughs> is a social safety day. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i went I, I think if you did it in Canada it would probably we would probably want the long weekend because a lot of that well, stuff I mean, we sort because of it's have.
0: like you know we're presented with just these few alternatives in this survey oh yeah no yeah we want the yeah. four-day work week and the social safety net we want all of that stuff we like working five days no i don't believe it um yeah how old are your kids now uh i got one daughter 13 a 13 year old
1: daughter mm-hmm. now there's an article here, t- signs that your child is highly gifted. So, I don't... You I- would think you'd pick up on it Yeah. in general, but please, yeah, go ahead. So, some of the signs that your child is highly gifted. Uh, asynchronous development. Uh, does your bright child
0: struggle with simple asynchronous tasks? Asynchronous development and what? Yeah, okay. So, basically, uh,
1: your, your smart child struggles with simple tasks like tying shoelaces or remembering to brush their teeth. Um but they, they develop more quickly in other areas. Uh, emotional depth and s- sensitivity at a young age. Gifted children may experience more intense emotional reactions than the world around them. Uh, example, they might, might have a hard time enjoying shows where a character is hurt or sad. Also, mm-hmm. a heightened sense of justice and can experience frustration when they feel like the situation is wrong. Uh existential questioning
0: <laughs> i guess this is where kids start to get early depression so we're uh, not all so it's what i'm to understand is not everyone because i'm doing the existential questioning since a while but i mean is uh, me not everyone doing that i thought everyone did that
1: you know what i don't think i, I i've always had this theory that i, I think people with less intelligence are mm. generally happier because they don't constantly worry about all all of the all the like everything. Uh, it might right, not be Josh intelligent. It, it, might just, you. it might be more neurotic, but I just I feel like Yeah, maybe. I get anxious and, and depressed cuz I like, think why about are we everything. am
0: trying to measure everything, you know. That's true. I mean, that's part of the problem too. It's like, well, we have put it in a box and we got a category for you. You're this, you know. The one thing I thought
1: on this list that was interesting was um unique interest or a mature sense of humor. If your child is making high-level chemistry ponds or studying uh, transit maps of major cities. You might worry they're messing it on their childhood. Uh, mature sense of humor. I, I remember as a kid, uh, like really young, watching uh, Letterman in the daytime, um, and and thinking this is this guy is funny.
0: I, I have no idea. So you're old enough to remember when David Letterman had a daytime talk show. But I was very very young. The, the, I I remember specifically. He, I was too, but I mean, I didn't watch it.
1: I just saw. I only saw it once because I, I think most of the time, if I was home during the day, I watched Price is Right. Um, but I, the one thing I do remember is is him talking about sea monkeys, and then sort of uh, cynically saying, "Well, it's just brine shrimp." <laughs> so basically, that sea monkeys are brine shrimp, and that was in an era when every comic book on the back cover had an ad for sea monkeys and. Uh, anthropomorphize them where you thought oh look at this funny family of of sea monkeys like you're supposed to order them yeah you order them they mail them to you yeah exactly okay they're basically brine shrimp uh (laughs) yeah um i don't have kids my sister does and and a constant concern is uh that she's not going to buy fancy shoes for the kids or really like quality shoes for the kids because they're going to grow out of them in less than a year and and constantly have to have to change it up well an indian entrepreneur has designed a line of shoes that expand as children grow
0: (laughs) they're this man is is actually going to be they're not going to buy the patent or whatever i don't know well it's they're called a retto.
1: uh the knitted uppers are designed to be durable, flexible, and even washable, but they slowly uncurl as the child ages, intuitively solving the growth problem, uh, reducing waste. Uh, stats show that children require shoes in at least 15 sizes to grow from toddler to teenager. Uh
0: These, right. shoes,
1: these shoes can cover three <laughs> sizes.
0: They go through every size until they get to the one they're going to stay in forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they
1: uh they're pretty cheap too. The weird thing the thing about that though is the even the the uppers may expand if you're in the lowest size. You have this big clump, clunky rubber sole that's that's bigger than your foot. You're probably going to be like awkward and tripping and stuff on it. So I don't know. I don't I'm not sure about this whole this whole idea. Anyway, uh that's uh that's all the science and survey stuff we have. Although we will talk um, Biggest first date turn-ons and turn-offs, according to study. If you're planning to go out on a date, we can help you with that. And uh, and uh, results of this love and sex survey. Uh, we'll give you the details very soon.
0: Josh Holiday Live is in your ear. You got something to say? Call 647-6YO-JOSH now on Twitter at Josh Holiday and visit joshholidaylive.com.
1: Oh, Loverboy. Did anyone have a more glorious hairy chest in a leather jumpsuit than Mike Reno of Loverboy? I'm familiar really
0: unfamiliar with Loverboy. They're
1: a Canadian band. Uh, some of the music, they they, they got hey, some I know traction. I the hit that you just played. Yeah, so they, well, they have a couple. They have uh, Everybody's Working for the Weekend. Um, Turn Me Loose. Turn Me Loose, yeah. Uh, everybody's working. Yeah, Turn sure. Me yeah, le-. I know that one. I've uh, seen to
0: classic rock for a long time, so uh, you know they And then those the, were staples. I think in the third one was like
1: the girl is hot tonight. Ba- oh, yeah. ba- I don't know, <laughs> but uh, I think they achieved some some sort of glory when they were featured on uh, Beavis and Butthead. and they they they, they oh indeed they, they their main comments were about uh the the chest hair in the video of, of the lead singer, Mike Reno, he's wearing this kind of a leather red jumpsuit and he had the, the chest hair and they, they, they made fun of it as they should have. Indeed. Uh, just some short results from a love and sex survey. Uh, according to this, uh, one in five adults say they've never been in a relationship that's lasted longer than three years. I count myself among those. Mm. I don't, I don't, I don't, probably because I'm, I'm, I'm hard to deal with, but I don't think I've cracked the two-year mark in a relationship. Uh, they did a survey of 5,000 Americans and found those who currently have a partner, this is on average, enjoy two dates a week, and the average uh, married respondent reported having sex three times a week. So I imagine some newlyweds probably pull that statistic way, 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 way up. Uh although just thirty 30- of the people that are unwilling to be surveyed are unhappy. That's true too. Yeah. We I I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> right. Just hang up. Uh just thirty-six percent of married people said their uh sex life was excellent. So there you go. Some small survey results. Uh so according to a study from somewhere, these are uh three Biggest fir- first date turn-ons and turn-offs.
0: one oh, so, yeah. of your favorite topics. So I, I like that.
1: I'm still in the dating world, so I've always yeah. I come across these things. I'm curious. Do tell. They say do, on your first date, talk about children. They, uh, 41% of men want to discuss their date's desire, unwillingness, or inability to have children during the first or soon after. doesn't matter when, as long as it's before things get really serious. You don't want to fantasize uh, about a life with someone who doesn't want the same things. Uh, I will say this: I, I, I'm now. I'm at the point now where I'm like, ah, I don't think I'm going to have. I don't want a kid. I'm too old. I can't. I, I can barely take care of my dog.
0: You How know? old are you now? Uh, is that part of your? Is that part of your identity there's that you a, don't there's, share? There's a mystique. There's a. I like the mystique around it, but I think <laughs> I think people can.
1: Piece together the clues of some some uh, of the topics enough. we talk about.
0: Fine, <laughs> but yeah, you'd be an old dad, you I'm, know. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'd be an older dad, a
1: man yeah. of a certain age. And I just, I, I, it takes a lot of energy just to take care of my dog. So I can't. I just, I, I, I think. Yeah, it's but
0: the uh, the the reward, the 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 energy of taking care of a kid, it's just it's just on a different level. The the dog never gets uh, beyond dog. That that is you true. Know, an, infant, an infant grows, and you know, you you. There's a there's a, an exchange of of uh, of fun, you know. I mean, it's just different.
1: Yeah, I now I feel like I would be a good father. Uh, I would try and again break that break that chain of of you know being brought up in in kind of a a, a dark, um, a dark situation with my father, uh, and I'm I'm always the fun uncle, so I'm good that way. Although I, I guess I could probably I would probably be a bit of a pushover in terms of of uh um you know being firm with with like no you can't do that uh but i think i would be i would be good at instilling uh instilling things in my kids and i did watch like i told you i was watching this uh this television series uh uh new york emergency it's on oh, yeah, a yeah. documentary on netflix and there's I think two scenes where they're delivering babies, uh one via C-section which is and they show it. It's like oh my gosh, uh, I have to look away. But just that moment of of elation when the couple is there and the baby uh comes out and they put it on their chest like I'm 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 like tearing up along with them. like oh my god, this is so special. I want to be a part go of that. for
0: you. See, good. That's uh you know, that's a good sign. I definitely have a paternal instinct
1: like I feel like I would and, and I can understand like that's a a part of you you like my dog you know he, he's not a part of me i love him but i i don't think you can probably probably as someone who hasn't experienced it know how it feels to sort of have a part of you create you know you and someone else have created this being and they have your features and that kind of thing
0: right <laughs> to tie together the mike judge reference with the gifted child thing from earlier with our current conversation you've seen idiocracy right uh, I don't know that I've seen the whole thing. But get, tell well, me, what are talking the about? The first little bit is that the you know, you know, the the the, the this the 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 sensitive uh, intelligent type stop having children. <laughs> 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 that, that's the premise. Okay, but why? Well, we just have less. Okay. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Well, the, and that's a whole other discussion. of People having like way more kids than they need to. <laughs> it's uh. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know. uh, I hear you. Uh, all right, so uh, essentially if you're going on a, on, a, on a first date, it's a good idea to talk about your expectations around children. Uh, talk about jobs. 66% of men want to discuss employment status uh, during or immediately after the first date. I find they want to discuss
0: their employment status or the ladies? Well this I I feel important. like this article is geared anyone really they're I, dating anyone.
1: I feel like this article is geared towards ladies because it says 60, 66% of men want to discuss employment status. So they're telling ladies, "Hey, guess what? Your men, men want to talk about this." I find that online and just generally kind of the boringest thing to talk about. It's it's so like, "Hey, what do you do for work?" "Oh, I do this. What do you do?" Uh, although I guess work is a big part of your life, So It's a good thing to talk Indeed. about. Indeed. Uh mm-hmm. Other biggest uh, uh, turn-ons is uh, uh, be honest up front. Uh, yeah, that's always a turn-on. Just tell them what you're really like. Yeah. be <laughs> Let them know uh, if, if you're serious, if you're interested, you don't want to hang out with them, maybe you've gone to prison. Good thing to let people know. Okay, now quickly, because we're running uh, low on time here, here are some of the don'ts on a date, and uh, you can let me know if you think these are obvious. Uh, number one, don't talk about how many partners you have slept with. Okay.
0: <laughs> maybe probably, maybe that's not really for the first date. No, no, no. Uh, talk about
1: money. I guess they, yeah, you probably don't want to talk about don't it. talk about Although money. Although I would say there's probably a lot of guys who. Um, I mean, if you find
0: it. out people's values pretty quick.
1: Yeah, um, and uh, the third one is uh, don't reveal your sexual kinks. Uh, yeah
0: probably not yeah so
1: that's all all pretty obvious here's a here's a tip use your common sense when you go on a first date (laughs) that's my that's my tip uh if you want to get in touch with the show you can do so anytime 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year if it's a leap year i what is it 367 67 days? Isn't 66. There? 66. Okay. Oh, there's only one, one day. day. Yeah. <laughs> Mathematics was not my uh, forte mm-hmm. when I was in yeah, school. I got you. I'm, I'm here for yeah. that. You caught me. Thank you. Thank you for for, for helping me out there. Uh, you can call that number any old time uh, you like. You can leave a message. We can play the audio. And uh, if you want old episodes uh, or or want more information or just want to harangue us in general, joshholidaylive.com is the place to be. Uh, Brett, you have yourself a good week. You as well. All right. Take care. Oh.
0: Turn on the lights. Open the shades. The show's over, but the conversation continues.
1: On Twitter at Josh Holiday. On the web at joshholidaylive.com. And hear missed
0: episodes on your favorite podcatcher. Talk that rocks. Josh Holiday Live.